Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 59, which we are recording on Friday, April 4th, 2014. I'm laughing because this is take two because I got the date wrong on take one. How are you today, Charlene? I'm good. Good. What are you wearing? I am wearing my Imagine When by Hohi Locatelli. And this is one of my absolute favorite shawls to wear because of the shape. It's an elongated triangle, I guess you would call it. Slightly asymmetric too, right? Asymmetrical, yeah. yeah. And it was also one of my favorite shawls to knit because of the interesting construction, because of the unusual shape. It's got some short rows thrown in there. There's long, long lines of yarn overs that create visual interest with the with the intentional holes. Little eyelets. Little eyelets, yes. And, I, and the Pico I just bind love off this one. adds fun edging. And Gail and I were just saying how odd the weather is today because it showered for about 15 minutes and... Then there was blue sky. And then there's blue sky and then it then there showered was rain again. again for another 15 minutes. It's just very odd rain. Not even rainy. There's not enough rain to quantify oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a very nice day and I tend to wear shawls a lot this time of year because it's an easy type of garment that when it does get chilly I can throw it over my shoulders or I can scrunch it around my neck or I can take it off and I have a fun story about my imagine when shawlette Ooh. which I knit in duck duck wool yarns 50% silk, 50% merino fingering base in the sugared rim colorway that Sandra sent to me for a test. Sandra is the dyer behind Duck Duck Wool. She PM'd me last week and asked if they could borrow my shawl oh, because really? there's a local yarn store in Maryland called The Knot House, K-N-O-T, and they are doing a yarn crawl in that area, and part of the yarn crawl feature for their store is an Imagine When... I'm not sure if it's a knit along exactly or if it's just something to do with Sanders yarn, promoting Sanders yarn, but they asked if they could borrow my shawl as a display for the whole yarn crawl. And I said, absolutely. And they were so thrilled that I agreed. And I was so thrilled and honored to be asked. And it was just a really cool thing. I said, of course you could borrow my shawl. So I sent it off and they promised to take good care of it. Of course, of course they would. (laughs) And I'm really excited that they have a sample to use. Cool. So yeah, good for Sandra's wool company, good for the local yarn store, good for Hohe. It's a very cool thing. So Gail, why don't you tell us what you are wearing today? I am wearing two pieces of knitwear. I am wearing my Aniron tunic by Louise O'Neill, which you've heard me talk about on the podcast before. I absolutely love it, and I get happy every time I wear it. Mm -hmm. I knit it with the Blue Moon Fiber Arts BFL Sport Yarn. Great color. Yeah, it's called Brick, and it's just a really nice tonal darkish red Mm -hmm. and i am also wearing my red robin shawlette which is a pattern by helen stewart which i've recently finished and i used a local dyer's yarn that's also 50 percent merino 50 percent silk like my imagine wind shawlette but this one is by handworks and it is called dove and it is the most beautiful tonal light gray it just it makes me happy just looking at it and the shawl was so much fun to knit and it's so comfy and so beautiful. And it has very little tassels pretty. on the The tassel end. is very sweet. <laughs> yeah, the tassels make me happy too. Yeah. So these two little pieces combined, like Charlene said, on days like this, I tend to wear shawlettes too because they're just the perfect little layer. Mm-hmm. 
yesterday I was wearing a cowl all day that Cindy Cozy Couch made for me and it was just the perfect happy cheerful little layer to wear around that part of your body where I sometimes get chilly so that's what I'm wearing and I'm very happy to be wearing it today (laughs) it makes me happy so what are you stalking lately not much (laughs) it's spring break week for us and our kids are home for the week and I traveled so we're not stalking as much as we normally would be we were both lamenting that we really hadn't been up to our usual stalking Stalking selves selves. exactly Exactly. that's the phrase i was going to say too and in addition to spring break well because it was spring break i realized gail or somebody in our group had mentioned something about the little hats on ravatars on April Fool's Fool's Day Day, on Ravelry and I realized I didn't even see them this year I was not I apparently that day I did not even get on to Ravelry that day wow that's how busy I guess I have been which is very strange for me not to get on Ravelry during the day yeah that is odd even just for a quick peek at something yeah usually I'm on but okay on to the stocking First thing is an accessory, a home decor piece called Big Bold Chevron Curtain. And hmm. the pattern was written by Tamara Kelly, and it's a crochet chevron curtain. And for the life of me, I do not remember where I came across this pattern or how I even came across this pattern. But it's basically exactly what you think it is. Everybody probably knows what chevron pattern looks like kind of a wave pattern creates a scalloped edging on the bottom of the fabric this one happens to be done in crochet and it's striped alternating two colors and i think it would look really nice on a door if you have one of those doors that has a window when we lived in san francisco we always had doors that had windows on the top Mm -hmm. of the door and i think it would look so nice on a door like that my back doors have glass for the whole door and I don't think I would be making them for those doors because I think it would be quite a project <laughs> yeah, that'd be a lot it'd of be a curtain. lot of curtain well would it be a curtain or more like a valance that would just be at the top of the it, curtain? I, I could either do way. either yeah. yeah but I just liked the piece and it reminded me of the type of curtains we used to have on our doors when I was little growing up so I really liked that one So check that out. It's a big, bold chevron curtain by Tamara Kelly. The second thing that I have been stocking is actually a type of project that was also mentioned in our group. Cindy, who is C. Perrine in our Ravelry group, had made a little tape measure owl. Very cute. Yes. And she posted pictures of what, I think it was, what was in her notions bag maybe that's how we saw it i can't remember but she posted pictures and she had taken a pattern called the easy crochet owl by jackie bunny mummy and turned it into a little tape measure cozy basically instead of stuffing her little crochet owl she tucked her tape measure into it left a place to pull out the tape measure and then stitched the circular tape measure into the crochet owl 
So, so cute. It was, I, it was adorable. It was adorable. And I really want to make about one or a dozen of those because they're <laughs> fabulous. And then I also found that if you search on Ravelry for tape measures, there are several patterns yep. for different animals. Another one that was mentioned in our group was the tiny turtle tape measure, which is another free pattern by Sophia Chu. And that one also, very cute little turtle head coming out of the oh, little turtle shell. <laughs> Hopefully CG has already spotted that one. Yes. That would be perfect I for really, really like both those. And I, for some reason, I just, I love the idea of the crocheted little animal for the tape measure. So I, I do see those in my future. I'm not sure which, I think I'll have to make the owl first. Very, very cute. And then the last thing I'm stocking, which might be actually one that you're stocking too, because you're the one that turned me on to it. Who, is, me? Yeah. No. <laughs> the clincher? Oh, I did. That was thanks to is Nicole that, on Stash Oh, okay. Burn. Is that yeah. one of the ones that you're going to talk no. about? Oh, okay. So I'll just say a little bit about it. Let me see if I can bring it up here. Yeah, that's a super cute pattern. It is. It is called Clincher, and it is a shawl pattern by Ash Kearns. And that's for sale on Ravelry. And it is a asymmetrical triangular shawl, but along the short edge of the triangle, there's a series of little loops so that when you wrap the shawl, around your neck or shoulders the long tail gets brought around the back of your neck and then you can draw it through one or a series of these little loops that are along the short end and to most it to clinch it closed and most of the projects on Ravelry they have the little loops done in a bright contrasting color so you've get you get the pop of color on the side and your whole shawl color coming through the center of the little loops. And I just thought that was really cute, really fun. I think it'd be really fun to wear. I think yeah. it'd be really fun to make. And there are not that many projects on Ravelry right now. I only see 68. And Gail mentioned that she heard about it on the Stash and Burn podcast, so they may have talked about it already as well. I don't... I listened to it. I caught up on a lot of my podcasts I can't, yeah. on the airplane. I can't remember if it was mentioned remember. or if we just saw it in I, her podcast. I'm sorry, I don't remember. Yeah. I should remember and I don't <laughs> Well, I should remember. I, I know why I don't remember because Nicole mentioned us twice on her podcast. And I think I was so over the moon hearing <laughs> us mentioned on her podcast that I probably didn't hear anything she said the next 10 minutes following each mention. Right. So <laughs> I think that was what what's happening with me but but it's a really cute little pattern and again that one is called clincher by ash kearns yeah i just happened to see that in my friends activity when i just oh, happened to, i think yeah, that's how I you saw, saw it saw i think it. that was it because you mentioned it to me yeah nicole had just posted her fo pictures and i just happened to see it and thought that is really cute and yeah. then bought it that day thinking, oh, I'll cast on on my way to Dallas because wouldn't that be fun? And like, I didn't already have eight different knitting projects packed ready to go to Dallas. So it was kind of silly. But yeah, super cute. It Little is. I'll definitely knit it. I have a skein of Tosh sock 
in a green color. I can't remember what the name of it is, but I think I'm going to try to make that one for my mom soon. Oh, that would be sweet. Yeah. Very sweet. Yeah. So how about you? In, in I know we're not stocking category. a lot, but what are you stocking? I am stocking two things. Kind of as a, one is kind of a result of going to the Dallas Fort Worth Fiber Festival last weekend in Dallas. That one would be the Fireflies Rising Shawlette, which is a new pattern by Helen Stewart. She is the same designer of the shawl I'm wearing right now, the Red Robin Shawl, which I enjoyed knitting so much that when she released her newest one, I thought, wow, okay, I liked your pattern the last time, so I'm going to knit another one. And I was lucky enough to see it while it was still 50% off as a new release on Ravelry, so I got a great price on it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And when I was at the Fiber Festival, I bought three skeins of yarn. One of them was from Western Sky Knits. They have a new base that is 50% silk, 50% merino fingering weight yarn. And I figured that would be perfect for another of Helen Stewart's shawl patterns because I like this one so yeah. much. So Fireflies Rising Shawlette. It's just a really cute, I think it's crescent shaped and it has a beautiful textured lace edging on it and I think it would just be lovely in this yarn. So the, the skein that I bought, the colorway is vivid and it's this beautiful bright purple with a little bit of pink to it and Charlene has the same colorway in a different base from Western Sky Knits and I've coveted this colorway <laughs> since Charlene got hers and sitting in Kim and Heather's Western Sky Knits booth on Sunday my eyes kept going directly to it. I'd let my eyes roam and they'd go, boom, right back to the Vivid. They'd roam, boom, right back to the Vivid. <laughs> and I said, okay, I have to buy a skein. And the other purchase I made at the Fiber Festival was two skeins of Jinx yarn, and that's spelled G-Y-N-X. And Laura Jinx is the proprietor of Jinx yarn, and she is also a podcaster. She has the Dyer's Notebook video podcast, if you've heard of that. And I bought some of her single ply merino fingering in the One Winged Angel colorway. It is a beautiful variegated yarn with pops of color and that will become a drifting sweater, a little tiny cardigan sweater by Cecily Glowick McDonald. Charlene and I have both knit drifting before and Charlene's is the most gorgeous, vibrant, pinkish red isn't it called valentine yeah something like that and it has pops of color in it and i've loved charlene's ever since she knit it and i knit one in a different base different color that didn't fit me very well so i've gifted that to stephanie stephanie it fit her soulmate so this will become my newer second attempt at a drifting sweater and i'm hoping that it makes me as happy as charlene's <laughs> makes me every time i see her wearing hers so those are the two things that are at the top of my stocking list. The okay. Fireflies Rising Chalette by Helen Stewart and the Drifting Cardigan by Cecily Glock McDonald. All I need to do is wind yarn and then just <laughs> add that to the ever-growing list of the things right. I want to knit right now. Right. So that's my stocking. What are you knitting? I am knitting the Viagent by Martina Bem, which is a triangle shawl cowl combo knit in the round that you pull over your head or you can wear it flat as a triangular piece, I guess, too. And it is easy to knit because it's knit in the round but still holding interest for me because stocking knit in the round is my comfort knitting. 
So while we have been busy this week with spring break, I've still been able to knit in the round without too much brain power. (laughs) I'm really enjoying this one. And my son's basketball season is starting. And both of my sons are going to be on teams this year. And I think that I may save this for Saturdays sitting in the gym watching basketball game knitting. That seems like a smart choice. Yeah, because there's not too much going on. It's only one skein of yarn that I have to keep track of. Can't keep track of too many skeins of yarn when you're in the bleachers because if you drop one down in there, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) Some bleachers you can get under, some you can't. And some you don't want to get under. And some you don't want to, exactly. Exactly. So in general, I'm pretty cautious about what I bring to work on in the stands at unknown gyms because well, you never know you need to be able to launch yourself off the bleachers screaming with thrillingness as your child <laughs> makes a basket or something like that yeah. so you have to strategically plan well, your knitting yes, for things like yes, that yes you do yeah. because that's correct you do have to be able to put said knitting down and clear cheer and clap as necessary mm-hmm. <laughs> or clutch it to your chest as you yes. jump up and yell and scream and stomp yeah, your feet or whatever exactly it may be. i'm one of those parents <laughs> i embarrass my children not on purpose i just oh get they excited. they really like it when they cheer for us at at the basketball or when we cheer, cheer for them. them at the basketball games so that was Via Gente by Martina Bem. The second thing that I am knitting, and I showed Gail this just minutes ago, I just cast it on a few days ago, is the Svalbard sweater by Bristol Ivy. And you heard me talk about stocking this one one or two episodes ago. I think it is a, a really cute top-down, open-front sweater somewhat short but very very textured there is a ribbing that goes along the whole body of the sweater and the sleeves in the pattern she calls it cartridge rib it's a combination of knits and pearls and it has one line of all knits down the front and then between there's some garter and a pearl row. Really, really nice. It's but you neat. Have, it, it's yeah, nice I like looking. The texture Very it textured. It feels it's good. Too. It's unique and it's squishy. It yields mm-hmm. a really squishy fabric that feels nice. I turned around to look because I thought all it was of a raining. sudden it I thought it was like raining rain, too. Just Unless it's raining windy. in the front yard. It might be raining and that happens. Yeah, that happens I think it's in our just area. windy. Really windy, so sorry for that <laughs> that weather interlude. But the Svalbard, back to the Svalbard, it's clever and it's not for mindless knitting, but I'm really enjoying working on it as well. There's an increased section on the back that patterns into a heart shape that is just Adorable. charming and whimsical. clever, whimsical. I'm very excited. I'm only a few rows into the heart, but I can already see it taking shape. And because my piece hasn't been blocked yet, too, it's all the the ribbing is kind of all scrunched together. So when I set it or stop knitting and pull it open, you can really see the beginning of the two equal bumps on the top of the heart. So it's very exciting. Very I'm really going to like that sweater when you're done with it. I I know it's going to be one of those. I wasn't really interested before, but when I I can tell already that I'm going to want to knit it. I really like it. And I am using 
shepherd's wool for that in a color called milk chocolate, which is a somewhat of a cross between a gray and a brown. I guess you could call it a grayish brown. Yeah, I thought it was I was surprised when you showed it to me just now because I remembered it being a richer brown oh, seeing it in the shop. Yeah, but it it's, certainly it's a, a gray brown. brown. Yeah, because yeah, some people look at it and say, oh, it's gray, and some people look at or I guess it probably depends what kind of light you're yeah, looking exactly. at it too. And, but it's a definite neutral. I'll be able to wear it with anything. Very excited to have that sweater for this time of year because it's not because of the open fronts it's not something that i would wear for cold cold weather because you don't secure the fronts but it's i think it's going to be very stylish i like I it. think so too it will be it will be something that i don't want to call it trendy because that's not the right word for it but you'll look you'll look very mod i hope as so you're walking down the street. i hope so <laughs> so that's what i am knitting what are you working on gail in my hand right now, I have a barley hat by Tin Can Knits from their Simple Collection, which you've heard us talk about several times on the podcast because we've both knit them. You've knit more than one, I think. I think so. Yeah, and this is my second. I'm using my Red Heart Gumdrop yarn, which, sorry, my computer wants to remind me that I have a meeting, which I don't really. But the yarn, it's 100% acrylic, but it's not squeaky acrylic it's actually really darn soft and i got it at our local yarn store for like four dollars a ball or something and this is the second hat i will be able to knit from it and it's just a happy yarn it's very it's mostly turquoise with pops of pink purple and yellow so it kind of looks like easter actually come to think it of does. it does it's a very eastery color yeah and it's actually called smoothie i think is the colorway name but it's just a really nice charity hat fabric because you know they can wash it mm -hmm. you know that it's going to stand up to just about any abuse that you give to it unless you cut it with scissors so it's making me very happy to knit the hat and this is a really quick knit as well I'm knitting the largest size because I'm trying to use up the skein and I think I'm going to have to break into my next skein because it doesn't look like I have enough to finish the whole hat but maybe you never know and I'm really enjoying this one. I think I just cast this on yesterday. I'm pretty sure. I'm losing track of time. <laughs> and the other hat that I'm knitting right now that I did cast on yesterday, I'm 100% certain, is the Winding Journey hat. And that's a pattern I talked about on the last episode. Let me bring up the designer's name. It's a pattern she did, a hat and mitt combo pattern. And it's to raise money for an autism program in her area where her children go to school her the designer's name is juliana lund and again it's the winding journey and i have not cast on for the mitts but i'm using madeline tosh merino cashmere nylon blend sport in the well water colorway which i have some leftover for my autumn's end sweater that i knit last year and it's just really really pretty and this will be a gift hat to someone, maybe with the matching mitts, maybe not, I'm not sure. I may be selfish and keep the mitts for myself. <laughs> but the hat and the mitts both have a really cute lace cable pattern as an accent and buttons. So you can sew on buttons or not. The hat itself actually is supposed to be knit flat up to a certain point and then you join it in the round and it's knit flat because of the buttons. It's supposed to be a button band, but I'm modifying the pattern. I'm gonna knit it in the round and do a faux button band. So I'm just gonna knit four stitches in garter mm -hmm. and then put the buttons on that because it doesn't really need to button close. Right. So mine will be a faux button band. I do that a lot on hats too. Yeah, it doesn't, 
it's just easier for me to knit in the round than mm-hmm. it is to knit flat. So it's more enjoyable for me yeah. if I'm knitting in the round for a hat. So that's how I'm modifying that pattern. So those are the two hats that I have on the needles. Still have my flamingo mitts on the needles. They haven't seen any love. I feel almost guilty for not working on them, but not really. You can't feel guilty. No, not really. <laughs> and the last thing on the needles is my laneway tunic, which I've mentioned several times. That's the pattern by Vera Valimaki from the new collection that she and Hohi Locatelli have put together. I have finished the body and it fits really well. I had that moment of panic recently where I thought it was going to be too big. I went with the sizing. I had modified the sizing a little bit and I continued with what I had originally started and I'm very happy with the fit. I'm working on the pockets. I did bring it to Dallas with me thinking, oh, I'll finish it in Dallas, but I forgot to bring the yarn for the pockets. So didn't get to work on it in Dallas, but I plan to finish the pockets. It'll take me all of an hour or two probably to finish them. That's a bummer. And then I will work on the sleeves and then it will be done. So hopefully by our next recording, I will have finished my laneway tunic because I'm really excited. It's super duper cute. Mm -hmm. I'm really happy with how it's turning out. So those are the things that I'm knitting and super happy with all of them right now. All right. Yeah, I love that happy knitting place where you're happy (laughs) with all of your projects and all of your stocking and you know, it's all making me smile. So what have you finished? Does weaving in ends count? (laughs) I think it should. I think that sewing on buttons, weaving in ends, and any other drudgery finish work, like blocking even, I I think that should count. I was telling Gail that I haven't finished a thing aside from a dish scrubby that I found in my knitting basket when I was cleaning it out, and I pulled it out and wove in the ends, and it's just... A crochet scrunch cloth. Looks like a sea anemone. And look, I still have one end that I haven't woven. Oh! That's okay. That's That's how it's supposed to hang. That's the hanging. Exactly. That's the loop. (laughs) There you go. So, yes, it's the sea anemone dishcloth. That's what I called the little pattern that I wrote up for the store. Yeah. Got it. So, that is it. I have only been knitting but no finishing. Have you finished anything? I have. I've finished actually several things because I sometimes get these wild hairs that I just have to do something. And I had to use up some of my scrap yarn for charity hats. I don't know why, but that's what I determined I was going to pack to bring to Dallas for knitting. And I did. And I've knit three charity hats in the last week. Two of them are the kitty mat hat, which is a free pattern on Ravelry that if you've never done color work before, I highly, highly recommend this pattern. One, it was fun to knit, and two, it was easy and fast to knit, and of course, as a free pattern, you've gotta love that, right? And I'm trying to get to my project page on Ravelry so I can tell you who the designer is of the fabulous kitty mat hat. I used my Cascade Yarns Cotton Rich DK which I bought that last year from Webbs. It was a discontinued yarn, so you can't get it anymore, which is a bummer because I really like knitting with it. It's a cotton wool blend, and it's a really nice yarn, but unfortunately it has been discontinued. The designer's name is Kayla Sparks, and super fantastic color work pattern. You start with one color, then you do what they either call a lice or a rice stitch, where every third stitch you knit in a contrasting color and that continues for several rows and then you make the second color the main color 
and every third stitch you use the other contrasting color. Super easy as a first time stranded knitting project because you never have to catch your floats, which means if you're using two colors on a single row of knitting and the second color is only being used once every fifth stitch or more, that contrasting color floats behind your knitwork. And if you leave a float without catching it, what you can do when you're putting that object on is catch that with your finger and then you end up kind of pulling that too tightly sometimes and it can distort your knitting. So the technique while you're knitting is to catch it with your other yarn. And there are easy ways to do that if you just look at YouTube videos, but you don't have to do that with this hat because of how the color work is spaced. So if you've never tried color work before, this is a great first project. If you have tried color work and are not thrilled with it and want to try it again, great project. And if you just want a quick, easy, really good bang for the buck project, mm -hmm. I recommend it because it's super, super cute. And it makes me look like I'm such a highly skilled knitter. <laughs> and you know what? It was super easy. And I ended up having, I was telling Charlene, so my whole objective was to get rid of some of this yarn that was partial balls in my stash for charity hats. I cast this on on the way to the airport to leave for Dallas thinking, oh, I'm gonna knock out a whole hat and use up all this extra yarn. Well, that night in my hotel room, I bound off the hat and still had a ton of yarn left. So I knit a second hat alternating the colors and still had yarn left. I was just stunned. Like, how am I ever gonna use up all this yarn? So those were the first two hats that I finished, really like them. And the third hat, I used the remainder of my solar install merino stretch yarn which is unfortunately another discontinued yarn and the hat that i knit for this one is called the fisher cable hat and that's another free pattern on ravelry by lindsay felice and another fantastic pattern i used about mm, 175 yards about and this one the brim is cabled so if you are interested in trying cables another fantastic project because you only have to do three cable rounds and it just makes for an interesting, nice brim that will be snug. And it is just a beanie, so the rest of the hat, once you're finished with the cable work, is just straight stockinette, and then, of course, the decreases for the crown. Fun, interesting, quick little knit. So, three great hats. I feel like I accomplished my goal of getting rid of some of my charity scrap yarn, and I'm three hats now farther into charity 2014 hats. Yay. So 2014, I'll knit 14 charity hats and there are three right there. <laughs> Yay. So what else have I finished? I also finished my naughty bohemian little black skirt, which was also with my shoulder install merino stretch. It was a fun knit. It's very mindless and I recommend the pattern a lot, but my mistake was that I didn't make it long enough. So I do have enough of the yarn a little bit left if I wanted to pick up and knit down a little bit more. I don't know if I will or not. I might try to block it a little longer. It's a really stretchy yarn, so maybe I could get some more stretch out of it. It's a wool acrylic mix, mm -hmm. so I may consider doing that. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll just gift it to someone who's either a little shorter than I am or <laughs> likes to wear skirts that are a little shorter than mine. And the last thing that I finished, I finished my jeweled cowl. So this is the one that I knit using the Dragonfly Fibers Pixie Yarn. And it's the Walking on the Sun colorway, which is the happiest color ever. It's pink and red and yellow and orange. And this was my 
moving outside of my own color zone, color comfort zone from Stitches West this year. And it knit up almost striped and it's mm. so pretty. It does have some beadwork in it. So a great initial first beadwork project. I have all the easy projects that would be good first tries of different techniques. I really like the blend of beads that I picked and how they worked out with the yarn. Loved the yarn, loved the color. And this is the second time I've knit this cowl. It's a pad pattern by Sachiko Imura and free on Ravelry. I highly recommend the pattern. It's really fun to knit and it just has enough interest with the little section of beadwork and yarn overs that you do for interest. And other than that, it's just knitting, stocking it in the round. So super easy project, super yeah. fun. And again, a lot of bang for the buck. Yeah, it's really interesting the way that that yarn unexpectedly striped. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah. I'm so happy with this. So I took a Very selfie nice. in the airport. I bound off as I was waiting for my departing <laughs> flight to come home from Dallas. And I bound off and actually took a selfie of myself. I don't do that very often, but I was so happy with it. I thought, oh, I'm going to do it and do it in the airport. And I tried to get it so there were airplanes behind me in the background, oh, yeah. but it was too bright. <laughs> I couldn't pull that off. So if you're on Instagram, I love following people and seeing other people's work. Great knitting community on Instagram and stuff like that. So I'm Gaily Whaley on Instagram, Instagram, just like on Ravelry, and you're Yarniac, Yarniac or just Yarniac. Just Yarniac, and I too, I love following folks on Instagram and posting things, and I post a lot of both knitting and non-knitting. So yeah, me fun. too. I'm kind of in the middle right now with yeah. with other, like this morning, I went on a two-hour run with two great friends. It was not intended to be a two-hour run. I should know when my friend Christina says, we're trying a new trail today. That means we're going to get lost. And I should have known. And we did get lost, but we were lost in the redwoods. And it was so beautiful. I took pictures of the redwoods. I took pictures of them looking at the map, trying to get us unlost. And it was just really magical. And I just wanted everybody to see the beautiful redwoods. So I posted a picture. And so, yeah, equal mixes of knitting and not knitting. Cool. Get to see the kids on Instagram every once in a while mm -hmm. if they're doing something cute. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. yeah. That's a nice way to share with people. Yep. Oh, and speaking of sharing with people, thank you to everybody who put in a picture of what's in your notions oh, bag yes. from the last episode. You that guys are was, awesome. That was so fun. I loved seeing people's notions. And of course, now I want the owl stitch counter. Mm -hmm. which or tape measure. Oh, the stitch, the stitch counter. There was, a, the... there was a stitch counter that was an owl. Oh, I remember now. Looks like it was distributed in the UK and is not to be found on US soil. So yeah. I'm sad about that, but I will keep looking. <laughs> <laughs> you should look on eBay or something and see if maybe row counter, I should say, not stitch counter. But I love I love row counters. So I Yeah, there were some really interesting things in people's notions bags. So what are some of the things that I now want to keep in my notions bag that I hadn't thought of before? My little Lolo bar tins right. but that fit perfectly in a Notions bag. Yeah. I usually carry that. A lot of times it gets taken out because I use it and mm -hmm. then just put it in my purse and then it gets separated. So I always try to reunite those two. But I like having lotion. I like having a nail file is another thing that I nail. often forget or take out and then don't put back. Yeah, see I added my Lolo bar after seeing everybody's pictures. And there was one other thing someone, I can't think of what it is right now. Someone had one other thing that I thought, that is ingenious. I think it was Strawberry Frog. 
Oh, she had the clever idea of using um, they're the little tacky things so that you could put them on the back of your pattern and put your pattern like on the dashboard or on the airplane seat in front of you oh, or that like was a good idea. Glue dots or yeah, something, something like stickers. that. That was a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, and there was is. one other that I never would have thought of, but I can't think of it right now. <laughs> and I wanted to make a public thank you to Lori Strawberry Frog on Ravelry. She was so sweet and came and picked me up at my airport and drove me to the Fiber Festival and back on Sunday. And it was so That's sweet, so and great. she's such a nice, wonderful person. So thank you, Lori. It was very awesome to hang out with you. Yes, our listeners are rock. They do rock. <laughs> and uh, I did want to say one other quick thing about... The Fiber Festival. So Stephanie Pearl McPhee, also known as the Yarn Harlot, was there. My mom had never heard of the Yarn Harlot. So if you've never heard of the Yarn Harlot, you should check out her blog. She is hysterical. She looks so unobtrusive and, you know, she just looks like anyone else you'd see on the street, but she is hysterical. She tells hysterical stories. Her blog is funny. Her books are funny and they're easy to read. They're just an enjoyable read. I told my mom, next time you have an extra, oh, couple hours, you should go check out her blog because yeah. the first time I ever visited her blog, I probably was on that blog for at least an hour reading oh, things really? before I finally pulled myself away. But she has a lot of great knowledge to share in addition to great humor. And she was at the Fiber Festival as their keynote speaker and she was teaching several classes as well. And one of the classes she taught was how to knit from a silk hanky. And this was kind of popular a few years ago when she did this for the first time on her blog and blogged about it a lot. And I believe she knit mitts with the silk hanky. And there were a lot of silk hankies. I think they're also called Matawas or something like that. It starts with an M. Mm. And it's probably on your label maybe. No, but I got some from Western Sky Knits that I brought home to try and I gave one to my mom and one to Charlene and my mom picked me up from the airport. So she came back to my house and Josie, my mom and I were sitting there making yarn out of a silk hanky <laughs> and it's really fun. It was something to bring back that was one beautiful. I think these are a work of art all by themselves mm -hmm. because they're so beautiful and richly dyed and they're just incredible. You could put it in a shadow box they're and put it on the wall. They're sleek and shiny, and they just look pretty. Yeah, they're gorgeous. And I was going to say, just in case our listeners don't all know what a silk hanky is. Oh, thank you. <laughs> do you want to do you want to describe you what it is? I've been talking. Too I don't. Much. Well, I don't really know. All I know is that it's a piece of dyed silk fiber that you pull apart. I don't know anything about how they're made or the origin of them. I've also seen little silk cocoons that people have dyed and then pull apart in the same way. I think and that was part of the class at the Fiber Festival. I think she took them through from even that stage. And then you can pull fibers out of this flat piece of dyed silk that is about the size of a hanky. That's the name. And you knit it into its new creation yeah so it's about what would you say not quite eight by eight but close yeah and it's actually although it looks like one piece it's actually tissue thin layers that you pull apart and then you work with each 
tissue thin layer individually. And you start by making a hole in the middle and then you gently tug the, the fibers apart little by little until you have a giant circle. And you can make it as thin or as thick as you want and you're basically turning it, turning it into a single ply yarn. And it was really fun to experiment with it. I'm sure there are lots of tutorials on the internet that would show you how, mm-hmm. but Heather from Western Sky Knits stood there with me and showed me how to do it. Oh. And it was so fun. And it was such a nice, different thing to bring back as a souvenir. Right. So, yeah. like I said, they're works of art all by themselves. They are. They're really pretty. When I've seen big batches of them or a new shipment of them, whatever, people always gravitate towards their colors mm-hmm. and because they just glow on silk if you've seen 100 percent silk yarn it really does it's shiny and it glows and luster so they're very pretty they're yeah. very um eye-catching yeah <laughs> so they were a big thing at the fiber festival and it was a pleasure to get to experiment with it and i will let you all know how it goes when i start to knit with it but i what did what are you going to make i'm going to make a cowl because i figured a cowl would probably be a good kind of backdrop for what okay. will be a thick and thin yarn yeah it will be very variegated because the hankies i picked gradual color change from pinks to purples and the way you pull it from the center you don't get what you would yeah. what i would call a predictable color change mm-hmm. so in each of those tissue thin hankies is its own strand of yarn basically so I'm going to have lots of different colors going on. And I'm actually thinking of making the Sala cowl, which is another Bristol Ivy pattern. Oh. It's the cowl that was in Knitty oh, do you a couple episodes ago. Oh, you have enough yardage? I figured with that cowl, I will probably, because I got a bigger one than this. Mine's uh-huh. thicker. I think it's for a whole ounce, maybe. I don't remember. Because I've been wanting to make that one, too. Well, I think what I'll do is... It just won't be as wide. Yeah. If yeah. I run you out of yarn, I run out of you, yarn. You have. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So I think Heather said that the Yarn Harlot knit a pair of mitts with the same size hanky I bought, which, sorry, I don't have it with me. I don't know exactly how, what the weight of it is. I can tell you next episode. But it's just, it was really neat. It was a fun experiment, and I'm looking forward to playing with it some more. One thing that we did discover when my mom, Josie, and I were doing it, you should really moisturize your hands before you start because it is silk and it's going to catch on every Catches little... on every yeah. little hangnail. <laughs> or, or rough edge of a nail. Or even if your hands have rough spots because they're dry, it's going to catch on that. And it just makes it a little bit harder to work with. But it was a pleasure and I'm looking forward to it. And <clears throat> speaking of pleasures and things that have made me happy recently... I received the most tremendous gift, and I wanted to make a public thank you here for those of you who didn't see it in our Ravelry group and or on Instagram. Carol, CDN Carol, who was here, I met her when she came out for stitches. She sent me her See You There sweater. That is the Hohi Locatelli pattern that we have been stalking on the episodes recently that I bought yarn for at Stitches. She let me and Charlene try it on when we were at Stitches, and she said that it fit me much better than it fit her, and I jokingly, in our last episode, made, made a comment about hoping she sent would send it to me. She did! She sent me her sweater in the mail. I could not believe it. I was so 
just delighted that I literally giggled for about 30 minutes after I opened the box. I was carrying it everywhere with me, and once I finally put it on, I wouldn't take it off, and I didn't wear it today because I was too warm from running, but I've been wearing it as often as humanly possible. It is in the Coquette colorway by Madeline Tosh, which is, I think, Coquette. One That's of my it. favorite colorways. I was trying colorways. to remember what colorway. Yeah, was. it's. I think it's my favorite Madeline Tosh colorway, and it's cablelicious. And Carol's knitting is so extraordinary, and the pattern is beautiful. And Carol added a tassel to the hood, and I mean, there's nothing bad about this sweater. And the gift is just the most delightful thing ever. So Carol, thank you so very much. You just you made my entire year. Thank <laughs> you so much. And I did wear it the next day or two days later down to the local yarn store where Charlene works so that everybody could see it there too. It's like, look at my sweater. <laughs> I was practically spinning around to show it off. So thank you, Carol. You're so awesome. So today we have a what are you swatching? We were fortunate enough to get to test knit the newest base from Dream in Color. It's called Jilly. Jilly. And Charlene has done some research on Dream in Color, which I hope she's going to share. It's really interesting. <laughs> I will. I will. It is really interesting. The company was started by two women who met when they were involved in Waldorf School education. And if you've ever known anybody that has attended Waldorf School, they teach knitting as part of the curriculum, I think in first or second grade. It's when the kids are pretty young and they teach knitting and we have a local Waldorf school here in town and I always get Waldorf kids and Waldorf parents coming in for their supplies and it's really neat to see these very young kids learning to knit. It's fun. And it's fun. And then I've actually met a lot of adults as well who come into the shop and say, oh, I learned to knit when I was in Waldorf school and I kind of remember but I need a little refresher oh, so it's really neat. neat that it's something that they learned when they were really young they can then draw upon as a adult knitter but back to dream and color so the two women they also for a little while according to the bio on the website they owned a yarn shop for a while together and then progressed into dyeing in the back room of the yarn shop, decided that dyeing was what they really wanted to be doing, closed the yarn shop, and continued on with Dream and Color as it exists today as an independent dyer. And they use mostly, it looks like they try to use mostly American wools, American fibers, American mills. It says whenever possible. So I don't know, it might be different from base to base, but whenever possible, it sounds like they use domestic fibers. And then all of their dyeing is done here in the US. And the color that I have is a very tonal pink called Shy, which I really it's like. It's beautiful, very, very tonal. A lot of their colors are very tone on tone type of mm -hmm. colors rather than um, multicolors. Although the skein that Gail has does have quite a few colors in it. And we need to back up and say that it's a single ply, 100% superwash merino fingering. Right. Yarn. I was, yeah, I was going <laughs> to mention that. So the base that we are talking about today is called Jilly, and it's 
of Dreaming Colors entry into the single ply fingering market. There are a lot of single ply fingerings out there right now. And this one is also a merino superwash wool. Let's see. Hand dyed in the USA, it says. We got some of the test first skeins, so our labels don't have a lot of information. We have to have to look on I the just, internet. Yeah, I just looked it up online, and so I think we've mentioned everything pertinent. Machine wash, gentle, cold, and then dry flat, which is the way that I usually deal with most superwash wools. So, Gail and I both knit swatches, and I am planning on knitting this skein into a shawl. And getting to our little, how we evaluate yarns, first one is texture. That's Poe Kitty in the background. You guys don't usually hear from Poe, but he managed to open the door behind me because he and Boo, probably too, were closed up in the bedroom. He managed to open that door, come out here, and then you just heard him scratching at the back door to go outside. So he knows his way around. He knows his way around, and he can open doors unless they're latched. He can... He's he's pretty handy. Pretty <laughs> funny. So you're gonna knit a shawl with yours. I'm gonna knit a shawl with mine. Oh, we were talking about our rating, so we're going on to texture. Texture. So I found this yarn knit up into my swatch to be very smooth. Yes. And open it up here. Sheen. It does have a little bit of. A sheen. I think it has yeah. a little bit of a sheen. Just it's 100 percent. Right yeah, it's 100 percent merino nothing to make it particularly shiny but some combination of the fiber and the dye gives it a really attractive sheen yeah I, I like it and for texture it is a little bit more tightly spun we thought yes than we, most of the single ply merinos fingering merinos that we have knit with personally it's a little bit tight tighter spun than that and one of the interesting things about that and i don't know if this is a result of it being more tightly spun or just a result of the company's, the way they dye yarn. But if you un, unspin it a little bit, Gail and I both found that the center core of the fiber was still a little white. Not white white, but like it hadn't taken up a lot of the dye in the center. And I think that gives it the tonal quality. Yeah, and we're not saying that in a negative way at Oh, no, all. no, 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 no. It's just something we observe. I like it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so if you literally hold the yarn in two fingers and unwind it, you can see that the core hasn't absorbed the dye all the way. And they do talk on their website about layering color. And so that is probably part yeah. of it. Yeah. It's probably their intention. Yeah. And I like it. Yeah. It's, I really love the way their colors look. So Charlene had mentioned that my skein is more variegated and I think my colorway is called Peacock and it is it greens like and blues and a tiny bit of purple in there, mm -hmm. just like a peacock's feather. And it's shiny. So it, it is. Yeah. Like slightly shiny. So what is our density rating? Would you say? Density for me, it's right in the middle because it's not it will be super drapey if you knit it loosely mm -hmm. it's not light light like a mohair yarn so it's somewhere in the middle but you can make this by knitting it 
tightly or loosely, it can yield different fabric. Now, I agree. I've knit similar bases very loosely. And it was and very then, drapey. And it was very drapey. Mm -hmm. And then my boxy sweater is knit tighter, and it's a similar yarn. And even though the fabric, because the sweater is so large, the fabric looks very drapey, but it's diff It's a different texture right. drapey than mm -hmm. if the knit stitches had been loosely knit. Does that make sense? It does. So you can say that about any yarn, that depending yes. on how you yeah. knit it, what fabric you're going for, it can be drapier or less drapey. Yeah. Or if you're knitting a lace pattern, it's probably going to be drapier than if it's a stockinette or something like that. Yeah. So. And then fuzz factor, we both felt, it's kind of funny because we both felt that the yarn really is, it has a little bit of fuzz to it. It's very nice, but it's not a, a, a tall fuzz. It's no, a low fuzz. The I fuzz is very... I categorized it as a halo with a buzz cut. Yeah. Because <laughs> the fuzz is very close to the strand of yarn. Yes. So you do have a slight halo, but it's nothing very poofish and standout-ish. Right, but it's, it's not nice. 80s big hair. No. <laughs> it's nice because if you knit it loosely, there is a little bit of fuzz, a little bit of a halo, whichever word you prefer to fill in the the space there. And I'm wondering, I don't plan to tink if I can help it, but I'm wondering how it would stand up to having to be re-knit multiple times. I actually pulled apart Your my swatch, swatch several times and re-knit it so this portion here has been knit a couple times and it doesn't look much different it doesn't from look my that unknit different yeah strand it's a little bit hairy fuzzier i think the fact halo, that it but... does have a little bit more of a twist than some other single ply mm -hmm. merinos helps that helps it hold together better yeah i think you're probably right and wearability definitely next to skin soft absolutely <laughs> super soft and then as far as value goes, this one, when we priced it, it was priced approximately the same within a dollar, I would say, of most of the other single-ply merinos that are out there right yeah, now. Yeah, very comparably priced. So compared to the other ones that we personally have knit with, a little bit of a tighter twist, definitely different colorways, and definitely worth an experiment i'm look i think i'm gonna actually knit the clincher oh okay. we talked about that was what my <laughs> plan was is to knit the clincher and then to do the loops on the edges of the clincher with maybe a brighter purple nice to contrast with nice. the yarn so we have a skein of this to give away to a lucky listener in the colorway called fortune number 707 and that is a green colorway that goes from there's some bright limey green in there all the way to a dark green and then a little bit of blue even a little, a little tiny bit of, bit of purple in there mostly the yellowy green yeah too. that's that's the limey green part that i thought yeah this right here it's gorgeous absolutely gorgeous it is really really pretty it reminds me of spring yeah very much so and so we will open a thread in our Ravelry group and we'll post a link to Dream and Colors website where you can look at some of their colorways and take a look and just mention what colorway 
you like the best and we will randomly draw a winner yeah and thank you very much to jocelyn who hooked us up with dream and color so that we could review the yarn and yes thank you we very really much appreciate to dream and color it for including us on the review circuit and for giving us the extra skein to give away we Absolutely. really really appreciate it i think it's i think it's going to be a really fun prize for somebody I to agree. try well, i can I just, see knitting I a sweater it. in this in the future i love, love i love it. can't wait to see it in person in a yarn store someday hopefully soon because then we can see all the colorways i would in like to see more colors yeah in and this then too. i really would because with. it's just beautiful <laughs> absolutely gorgeous oh and here's a totally off topic knitting item we've been re-watching heroes the tv series heroes at home because the kids are enjoying it and last night's episode from season one, the cheerleader is wearing a sweater that is so beautiful. It looks like it's a variegated yarn. It has a hood, it has cute little loops for the buttons. And I saw that sweater and instantly in my head, I was thinking, ooh, I wonder what pattern that is. I wonder if I could find that on Ravelry. And look at that yarn, it's so pretty. And it was just, my knitter's mind clicked into full gear. And every time she was that. in a scene, I was, Eyeball in that sweater. I mean, I'm tempted to rewatch the episode just, just so to that look I can. Sweater. Yeah, I love that. Take I some pictures it. of the sweater on the screen and try to figure out what it is. That's neat. I yeah, love we could start that. a thread on that. Can you name this name sweater the pattern? Sweater, yeah. Yep. And the, the are, yarn is I have seen so many messages, posts on Ravelry for people looking for specific sweaters that they've seen on TV mm -hmm. or, or in movies. I think it's great. Or magazines. Remember yes. I saw I've seen magazine ads yeah. and I could not identify the sweat well, you even go to look at the like Ralph Lauren's website to figure out what the sweater is. And yeah. You can't there's no way to identify it. So it was fun though. I like finding knitting on TV. It's yeah. very fun. So thank you so much for listening to episode 59. I can't believe we're almost to 60. That's I so cool. I can't believe it either. Please do join the thread and tell us your favorite new Dream and Color colorway so that you can win the beautiful skein of Jilly. And until the next time. Until next time, I think that's it. Yeah, I think so too. Happy right. knitting. Happy knitting. Bye-bye, and we will chat soon. Bye. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at Yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits. <laughs>